0: Well, hello everyone. I am Matt Williamson. I hope everyone enjoyed Championship Weekend. Things are rolling along here. Senior Bowl is kicking in soon. I am digging into a lot of Senior Bowl research on these players. I'll watch all the practices. I am home. I am not in Mobile. But, um, you know, we have two weeks here until the Super Bowl. Big time, obviously, for the Steelers in terms of, what we're seeing across the league. A lot of coordinator hires. Maybe Washington now, you know, gets their head coach with you know the the Lions being uh, eliminated yesterday. But wanted to talk about to start the show. Uh, the Steelers apparently interviewed Arthur Smith over the weekend, former head coach of the Falcons, and he came to the Falcons via the Titans in the Tannehill Henry AJ Brown era. And I know a lot of people, especially guys that play fantasy football. Didn't like hearing this about Arthur Smith. You know, I had B. John Robinson all year and Kyle Pitts and he doesn't use his best guys enough. That's a valid criticism. I mean, it absolutely is. They used three picks in the top 10 on B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts and Drake London and underutilized them, to say the least. Not London as much. And frankly, I think Pitts played injured all year. But the Robinson usage is a little... Befuddling to say the least And frankly if you're the owner of the Falcons And you're going to use picks on Skill guys like that They need to be featured dudes that get a ton Of touches and that wasn't the case With the Falcons However that aside And it's a big thing don't get me wrong I think he's a good coordinator. I don't think he's a great head coach, but he was exceptional with the Titans. Again, they traded for Tannehill from the Dolphins for like a fifth-round pick when Tannehill looked washed and won a lot of games with him. And it was a Derrick Henry-led offense. But the traits with Smith, and he's quite innovative. I mean, his usage of personnel is – On the cutting edge, I mean, he does a lot of different stuff with the Falcons as well as going back to the Titans, even more so with the Falcons. Multiple tight ends, multiple backs on the field, quarterback-friendly schemes, which I think is the key here. And really, he had the least accurate quarterbacks in the league this past year with the Falcons. So, what you would get with Smith is – Tons of play action, which I hope you say, yay, finally, you know, because the Steelers have been at the bottom, bottom, bottom of the league in the usage of play action. That would change 180 degrees of Smith. He wants a big power back. You know, Derrick Henry is a perfect example, but Najee Harris sure fits that bill and they complement him with a second guy. Well, that sure fits around here, right? You know, so big power running game. A lot, a lot of play action, a lot of diversified personnel groupings on offense, and he does a really good catch or a really good job, particularly off of play action of generating after the catch opportunities through his route combinations, which frankly has been missing here as well. So he'd hit, hit, you know. Play action to Derrick Henry, pull that thing down, hit A.J. Brown on a crosser. He takes it to the house after the catch. You know, like that kind of stuff was common with the Titans. So I want to throw this out there. And I don't know him as a human being, of course, but his backstory is insane. Arthur Smith's father founded FedEx. Like if you watch on the History Channel, like, the brands that build America, they talk about Arthur Smith's dad, you know, like there's I watched the show on UPS and FedEx, and this is how their companies were built. And I'm not saying it's good or bad for Arthur Smith. I'm just saying he's like one of Logan Roy's kids. Like he grew up in a billionaire environment. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean he's soft or things have been given to him, but he didn't have the usual way of growing up or into the coaching circles or if he never makes another cent again i'm sure he'll be just fine you know what i mean so i just find it interesting that his dad his father was not just only like oh he was pretty high up in fedex and did well no he started the company i mean (laughs) you know like he created what fedex is you know which is pretty crazy So, folks, with the NFL playoffs here and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and information on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today and get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, all one word, all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline. Where? where the game starts. So I'm working. I just started fiddling with it now. My article for this week is going to be what can the Steelers learn and take away from the four offenses that were playing over the weekend? You know, Ravens, Lions, Niners, Chiefs, some of the most innovative offenses out there. So keep an eye on that. You'll probably get that tomorrow at this point. We'll talk about it throughout the week as well. But just some takeaways from those games. First of all, it's great to have Patrick Mahomes. And I really did think the Ravens were a little tight, were a little pressed in that game, playing fast. When the Chiefs walked down the field and scored immediately, I thought the Ravens got out of their comfort zone way too quickly. Don't love seeing that. Um, You know, they, they had four first half runs to a running back when the game was close. And they were all like in short yardage situations. Like, they're one of the best running teams in the league. And yeah, Lamar got his here and there. But they didn't do what they are built to do. That being said, I thought both defenses were really good. I thought the Ravens made some great adjustments throughout the game. That people won't talk about now, but Spagnolo was tremendous. Their defensive backs were great in this game. They threw a lot of stuff at the Ravens that they didn't handle well from a protection standpoint. The Ravens' running backs were liabilities in that regard. So, but in the end, and this is where it comes back to the Steelers, which say what you want about Tomlin. I think he has a tremendous understanding of how not to lose NFL football games. And I've said this a lot to you guys that at least as many games are lost in this league than are won, you know, and in this instance, the Lions and the Ravens lost the game as much as the other team won them. Maybe more. I mean, I definitely think more. And Tomlin gets crushed for conservatism and I I can be hard on him too. But a lot of it is knowing when to be aggressive, knowing not to when to lose the game. And much is going to be talked about Dan Campbell with him going forward on fourth and he's reckless. And my initial thoughts were very much that way. But in a vacuum, I didn't think any of the calls were terrible. But the thing that I didn't think he had a great pulse on, which Tomlin does, is – Inevitably, throughout the course of the game, little fires start and you have to extinguish them. You can't let them grow. And I think when little fires were starting and it gets to the fourth down situation, there was more to lose than gain by kicking the field goal. Like, let's just kick the field goal with the lead, put that fire out, put more pressure on the Niners as opposed to shoving it down their throat, even though the numbers tell us it's a good move and that we have a good play call for it. Because in a vacuum, all those fourth downs made sense. But I think in a little way, you kind of lose the feel for the flow of the game and your team specifically. The other thing I wanted to mention, too, about that game was, I thought Goff played really well. But his weapons, especially compared to the Niners' weapons – In the second half, Detroit's guys kind of disappeared where Debo and Iuke and McCaffrey and all the stars really stepped it up when it mattered most for the Niners. You know, so I thought that was a big portion of that game. And more than anything, the Ravens and Lions made too many mistakes. And I do think there's a been there, done it factor to these big games. Chiefs go to the Super Bowl like every other year, give or take the Niners have been in a lot of big games. This is new for the Lions. Um, and I don't want to hear the narrative that, you know, the Ravens are chokers, Lamar's a bomb, blah, blah, blah. He didn't play well. I'm not avoiding that at all. He did not play well, but I don't believe in any stretch like, oh, we're all lucky that the Ravens have Lamar Jackson because they can never win anything with that guy. No, <laughs> we can talk about that with the Browns and Watson. I don't think we can talk about that with the Ravens or the Bengals, for that matter, who had a down year, of course. But those are my quick little takeaways from that and sort of a Steeler reflection on it. And um, we'll talk tomorrow. All right. Take care.